Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and uh, well, we're back down on the beach, and I've had my ocean swim. It's early morning. Uh, we're walking back now. Have a nice warm shower, and uh, well, we're going to continue our theme this week of letting go, introspection, and talk a little bit today about the importance of self-talk. And look, yeah, I know I've hammered this a little bit too much, but uh, one habit that we fall into as people who are, uh, I, I guess, what they have labeled consultants as uh, uh, insecure overachievers. It's a great parallel because the appetite to overachieve is the same causation as the insecurity. They go hand in hand. Or you could reverse it and say, insecurity creates an appetite to overachieve. Now, the root cause of that insecurity, or the root cause of the appetite to overachieve, comes from exactly the same place, and that is trying to impress a parent. So, we don't have to go deep in psychotherapy to work that out. Insecure means the parent was never impressed, never good enough. The, so there's the root cause of that, trying to impress a parent and they're never impressed so we become insecure and the more unimpressed they are, the more we want to overachieve to try to impress them. But it all comes down to a child hunting, hunting for the approval to exist from a parent and the parent holding that approval back. Now, that's an accident of fate. No, nobody deliberately did anything in this mathematical dynamic. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. Of course, some parents call it uh, being the disciplinarian, but what the child experiences is withholding of love. What the parent thinks they're doing different to their own parents is exactly the same in a different form. We are stupid, especially when it comes to what we think is healthy for our ch children. We either react, there's a book I was given, and it talks about the development of the ego. And it basically summarizes, oh, a massive body of research. It's, the book is a doctoral paper. And it summarizes it all by saying, if you look at the grandparents, the parents reject the grandparents trying to be a better parent than the grandparents were to them. And so they parent the opposite to the grandparents to the children. And the children end up, therefore, exactly like the grandparents, because the grandparents' parents tried to parent the directly opposite to their parents. So it's sort of a comedy show in a sense that we try to improve on what wasn't broken and we try to fix what wasn't broken but actually end up right back where we started at the start of the whole show which is grandparenting parenting. Grandparents treat grandchildren totally different than they treated their own children. 
or they try to. But if you watch it really closely, their expectations, high or low, are uh, still at the forefront of grandparental behaviour. Irrespective, irrespective of how hard we try to be uniquely good as parents, the opportunity to create uh, unrealistic expectations of our children and the opportunity for our children to hunt for acceptance and love in the form of meeting parental expectation, whether it's turning up for breakfast at the right time or putting the shoes on the right way or not squealing in the car, all these things create in the child an appetite. Now, if a parent really holds back love, really holds back acceptance, the child might even seek it in another person, in an adult outside of the family, and that exposes them to all sorts of danger. So this whole parenting thing is fraught with loopholes and uh, complications. The only solution to this, the only solution to this is self. Because we can't give what we haven't got. And if we try to give our children acceptance or love and we've got high expectations of ourselves that we can't even meet, there's very little chance that we're going to be able to give expectations that our children can make and do it legitimately. Very little chance that we can break the nexus of the loop and the, and the, and the handcuffs that come from reacting and rejecting other people's behaviour especially our own parents' behaviour by trying to be a better parent than our parents were parents or trying to be as good a parent as our parents were parents and modelling something that's broken. There's very little chance of breaking something that's broken if we react to it. So the journey of inner wealth to self and the self-talk, this introspection that we do on a daily basis is not just for ourselves. It's so that we can serve and lead and be better parents and be better human beings and make this world a better place by breaking out of loopholes, of feedback loops, of comparatives. So how do you do that? Well, ruminating, thinking about things, is poison. Whether it's good things or bad things, ruminating is poison. Self-talk is glory. And how do you go to differentiate self-talk from rumination, from poison to glory? How do you do that? Well, it's really simple. There's three things that you can think without speaking that will be good for you, good for your future, good for your children, good for your partner, and good for, you, for the world. And those three things are parent, adult, child, motivate, instruct, reward. 
So when you hear yourself say, should I take this job or should I take that job? What should I do about my missus? How do I solve this problem? What do I do about this? What do I do about my bloody bloke? What do I do about this? What are we going to do about that? Should I do this? Should I buy that car? What can I do about this? Where will I go with that? When you hear yourself doing that, you know you're in poison. When you say, you hear yourself say, you can do this, you can solve this problem, you can solve every problem. When you hear yourself talk generically, generically, instructional, generic, just start from the beginning, work from course, work forward to effect. Just remember nothing's ever missing, it just changes in form, look for the balance. When you hear yourself in, in instructional self-talk, it's healthy. And when you hear yourself in reward self-talk, well done for, uh, uh, for separating yourself. Well done for detaching yourself from this. Well done for going for a walk this morning. Well done for doing your uh, work yesterday. Well done for turning up at the brekkie. Well done for putting the dishes away. Instead of hear yourself say, well, if, you know, if they had to put the dishes away, the kids had to put the dishes away, I wouldn't have to put the dishes away. If the kids washed up, I wouldn't have to wash up. If the kids put their shoes under the bed, I wouldn't have to put the shoes under the bed. Shut the fuck up. Really. That whingy, moany, whingy, bitchy thing that, you, that goes on in our head about other people not doing what we want. This is how we're treating ourselves. That's because we are not separate from other. So if we're treating someone and going, oh, my kids listen to the iPad too much, and my kids go, this, my kids don't go outdoors enough, my kids didn't do, if they didn't do this, I wouldn't do that. If they didn't have this, if she didn't do it, if he didn't do that. If you hear this self-talk going on, shut the fuck up. This is poisonous. The secret to, to success and happiness and joy and family, the secret to all this is three simple words. Motivate, instruct, reward. Motivate, instruct, reward. Learn to talk to yourself in that language. When there's shoes on the, ta on the floor and someone threw them all over, the, one of the kids threw them all over the place, walk over and go, motivate, you can do this, Chris. You can pick up those shoes. Just bend over, stretch your hammy while you do it, pick up the shoes. Then, well done for picking up the shoes. And shut up. Don't go and talk to the kid going, I picked up your shoes today and you just made big mess that I didn't. And if I didn't have to pick up your shoes, I'd be so much happier. And if I'd be a completely different individual and I'd be so... I'd be so celebrating life, you know, life would be completely transformed if you, if you washed the dishes at night. If you, if you didn't give me all this trouble, I would be a much happier person. Fucking hell. You serious? You serious? Give me a break. Miserable self-talk is a miserable person and no matter what they get or do or have or be, they're still miserable person who's miserable at the bottom of the mountain is miserable at the top. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> so, self-talk, introspection, beautiful, ruminating, 
self-talk, poisonous. Hope it's clear. Have a beautiful day. Don't forget. Don't forget. You are amazing. <laughs>